What is good, y'all? It is March 6th. You know what it is. It's another Saturday. It's the Forever Witch Podcast. We are back. We got AB. You already know who I am. What's up, my boy? <laughs> What's good, Joe? How's your week? Oh, it was pretty good. Um, started my new job, and I haven't really been doing anything because like, COVID still kind of like dominates in certain ways. You know, like as soon if anyone even gets COVID or they think you get COVID, like they just make everyone work from home. So I haven't really done anything because someone, I guess, previously before I started got COVID. And so they're like precautionary um, quarantining and whatever. But um, other than that, man, I've just been chilling. I'm still getting paid just to sit at home, so I'm not complaining. I hear you. you. Playing some Xbox. Collecting that bread, doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Living the American dream. Yeah. I see you. Don Corleone, little LeBron out there with your little wine. RC. Yeah, you see, if y'all can see us right now, I'm, I'm sipping on some wine right now. You know, <laughs> give give the ambience, the ambience of the tonight's cast. You just need a banana boat, and you already, you know. Hey, you, hey, we can start our own banana boat crew. You know what I'm saying? We can yeah, do that. I hear, I hear you. I hear you. So uh, this is this is a this is a nice. I'm trying something new. Um. It's pretty good. It's like a dry wine, but it, it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty good. You I think, the, like, you going to plug the wine brand or what? You just going to sit there yeah, and say, no, it's no, 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 plug. It said, look, look, oh, you're not getting paid by the, by the wine sponsors. You know how oh, I'm saying? So my bad. My gonna, bad. My apologies. Not going to do that. But what I will say, you know, is in my advanced age, you know, I'm starting to lean towards the bottle of wine more, you know, than the, our old school Grey Goose bottle, you know, and the Doucets and the Henny. Like, I just, I just, doesn't sit well with me anymore. Well, we all know that Doucet and Henny bring out a totally different monster into me. Like, even when the cap opens, my face, like, I turn into a gargoyle. <laughs> so, you know, I got, I try to stay away from that, you know, now I'm a family man. But I ain't gonna lie, bro. I got a whole bottle of Grey Goose that I've had since the the baby shower that I have not touched. Ah, your boy been running through some wine like it's been like fountain of youth. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's it's not like first of all, if you are trying to get drunk, like it can get you there, and it's just not as harsh on you. Like I swear, like when you wake up from a liquor being drunk and you just feel like garbage. Like you got to drink a whole bunch of Gatorade and. Your stomach's messed up all day. You know, you get drunk from wine, you're just like, eh, maybe I shouldn't have did that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the hangover is not bad. You just get like a little headache. That's about it. Exactly. It's more like, a, ah, I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have drank all that one. Now you're on the goose. You're going to be like on the toilet like, please, God, please. I promise I won't <laughs> drink again if you just give me this chance. Please don't make me throw up. Please don't make me throw up. <laughs> But, well, you know I'm good to go throw up, so yeah, you the no king of throwing up. My man yeah, could be I at church, stomach, right in the middle of a ceremony. He's like, <laughs> like bro, eyes all. Yeah, I've been like that since I was a kid. I've been like that since I was a kid. I think I got like a an intestinal problem, but I never like was diagnosed with anything. But I just I can't. My stomach can't hold. Like mixing liquors, like I drink a light and then a dark, done. Dunsky. 
Dad and sleepinitis. You got sleepinitis, man. Yeah. My man's in the club. <laughs> Yeah, drinking too much makes me sleepy. Doom, I don't know what doom. that's all about. But. Look out, be out, sleep, slump over, over a stool. Just like we need to go. So, but now it is. It's been a quiet week. So, anything, anything going on with you? Uh, since you mentioned COVID, I was, your boy was feeling a little, you know, under the weather because you know Texas weather is changing what, like crazy. So I was feeling a little under the weather. You know, had a little little fever so you know i drank the cranberry juice and uh and put some sweats on and sweated out but i still had uh cold sweats and shit so your boy you know called in sick you know state texas was like oh you 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 must have covid you know you have to have covid if you, you have the symptoms so you need to go get tested so i was like all right so i went to the doctors the little virtual boy the doctor was like are oh, you getting covid test Oh, you're going to be out for at least three days. So I've been chilling in the house for the last three days, man. Been been fine. Just been chilling, you know, playing the Xbox a little bit and, you know, some daddy time. But other than that, pretty yeah. blessed. We played a few games at Apex and were yelled yeah. at by Tim. Yeah, we'll, we'll, never, <laughs> we'll never stop getting briefed by that, man. Apex ain't yeah, life. Was, Apex ain't yeah. life. Not for us. <laughs> Not not anymore. It used to be, but not anymore. Though I have been playing a lot. I think it's because I like I haven't been working, but I have been playing a lot more. And I don't know what it is. Like one of the things is like I swear it's like it's there's when I play by myself, like there I have good games all the time. And that's why I'll be like, y'all be like, picture approve it. And it's like But there's so many games I have, I'll have like 1500 damage five kills i'm like okay okay but as soon as i get in the lobby with y'all 11 damage zero zero kills survive four minutes like i'm like what the f-? like i don't play this bad when i'm by myself but i don't know what it is it's like the pressure of playing with y'all it's like no nah, it's perform. a it's a pressure of playing with tim because i'd be the same way like i play with some random ass kids and i'll just be like outshining everybody and then like I'll be having like these twelve hundred, fifteen, eighteen hundred games and Tim would be like, I need that when we play. I'd be like, bro, I I mean, what can I what can I say? And then when I play with him, I think it's just he's just so like he don't he don't communicate. So he he's just so demanding like, and he's out like, in he his own world. And he like sprints into the first fight, like he'll be like, Oh, they're shooting over there. He's pinging and the ping's like 400 meters away. And you're like still trying to like get a shield or get a gun, you know, get something so you can go fight. And the, he's already there at the fight. Like, where are you guys at? I'm like, yeah. oh, man. And he goes down because it's like six on one. And he's like, I can use your help. You guys should have been here. We would have won. He's won. He's won. And it's like, there's, we're halfway across the map. We're not going to be able to get over there to get him like i'm sorry then and he then gets up like frustrated and just leaves the game and i'm like i'm sorry i didn't know you were over there bro I'm and then sorry. there's like six dudes still and you're just like barely with a p2020 trying to shoot these dudes. <laughs> like, exactly uh, i'd be telling them all the time be like tim listen bro like you gotta let me get some stuff like i can't fight with the first thing an arc star and be like punch him out punch him out i'm like i can't like 
I just, I can't play like that. Like you're putting too much pressure on me. I can't, I can't do that. So, but y'all don't know Tim, but he's one of our good friends. So sometimes we uh, mention some people we are acquainted with and y'all are probably like, who is that? But yeah, maybe we'll get him on an episode one day. Y'all can meet him. He's a, he's an interesting character. So, but we have he interesting, is, yeah, yeah, yes, he is. But we have an interesting show for y'all today. Um, as always, we're gonna talk a little bit of uh, Texas and Mississippi opening up from COVID, one hundred percent. You know, um, we're gonna talk a little of James Harden getting his jersey retired. We're gonna talk about uh, Nike vice president who stepped down because her son was running a shoe business, an illegal shoe flipping. Using a company credit card. That one's interesting. Um, we're going to talk about an IG post we saw by a guy named Kevin Samuels. If y'all don't know who that is, he's like a relationship type IG where he like gives advice to like men and women and stuff like that. But a post he made um, talking about some things, and we're just going to give our comments about that. We're also going to talk about some women empowerment. As it's Women Empowerment Month, clap emojis. Um, so yeah, we got a good show for y'all, and we hope y'all enjoy. So let's start out with COVID. So talked about COVID at my job, but you know, good old Texas got my man King Domino in Texas and yeah, yeah. Mississippi opening up one hundred percent, one hundred percent, no more restrictions. Back to was you know the way it was in 2020, so we're just gonna talk about that and what we think is it too much, too too soon? I mean, what what are you feeling? You know, I'll go let you go first since you are in one of the two states. How are you feeling about that? I'm not shocked at all, to be honest with you. Uh, just for the simple fact that I can see them all thinking about revenue. Uh, of course, Texas, you know, it's not getting none of their damn money because everyone's indoors. And so I think what they thought was since the numbers of COVID have significantly dropped since last year, that they're thinking that, and a lot of people are getting the vaccine, um, still not meeting the demand on the vaccines, but a significant amount of people have been getting vaccines that they're just going to let the floodgates out and, you know, let them let the the animals wipe themselves out in that aspect. Um, I think it's it's Texas being Texas, if that's kind of in the sense that it it makes like you know you're gonna have motherfuckers even when this first dropped and they were requiring masks and shit like that. People were throwing tantrums about you know I should have the right to choose if I want to wear a mask or not. So. Now that they basically say, you know, we're finally going to give you that that power to choose whether or not you're going to wear a mask. I think that's basically people just want to bitch about, you know, their rights being taken away. So it's it's a Texas thing. Uh, I love the state, but, you know, there are some shit that motherfuckers are just too hard headed. Uh, regardless, though, I'm still going to wear one. Um, I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of coworkers and shit like that. They still plan on wearing one. I do believe numbers are going to spike up. And I will say, though, 
that I was actually shocked because the mayor of Houston was actually going at uh the governor's head like you're fucking stupid for doing this shit like my man had a press conference after the news dropped and bro he was like going in on the on the governor I was like okay all right brother I see you out here you know telling the man what it is but (laughs) other than that you know to each their own it's just Republicans being Republicans and I'm not against Republicans. I'm not pro-Democrat. I'm not against Democrats. I'm not uh, pro-Republican. There's a lot of shit that Texas does that I like. And then there's a lot of shit that Texas does that I'm like, all right, you guys need to sit the fuck down. But (laughs) I love the state. I love the city I'm in. So I'm just going to roll with the punches and protect me and mine. That's all I can do, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's all you can do. And... I like I said, uh, well, I didn't say, but um, I totally agree. Um, Texas and the state I live in, Florida, are probably since this pandemic started, are two states that really never really shut down and were kind of like skeptical, or I, I don't even know what the word is to use to describe the way like they treated COVID. Um, and like I said, like I say, you know, like everyone's got an opinion on a matter, you know, you may not feel like COVID life-threatening, you know, like, why did we shut down for a flu-like, you know, disease, but to other people, you know, it was very scary, because, you know, if you did have underlying conditions, you ran more of a risk of getting sick and dying, so if the threat were to be sick and, you know, to get severely sick was there, um, but I like you said earlier, I'm not surprised Texas took this route. Um, it was more so surprising that they did it like this fast. You know, that that was my thing. Um, it's still a little early in the vaccines coming out. We really just got them in January, to be honest. Like, And they're still not to everybody. And like you said before, they're not meeting the demand too well. Uh, I know Johnson and Johnson's coming out with one, and then you got the Moderna and the Pfizer one as well. But you know, they there's still general pop still isn't getting them um, as as much. So I'm surprised that they're just 100% everything like right now. But I'm not surprised that they opened up. Um, it's really just going to be a trial and error thing, honestly. Like for sure, I feel like I feel like it's. It could be good because if Florida, I mean, I'm sorry, Texas has like stay steady, they have stay steady numbers and like they don't see a complete increase. Um, excuse me. Um, you will see other states follow them. Basically, you know, like if Texas is able to keep themselves in check, you'll see like, you know, Florida, I won't be surprised if Florida right behind them, you know, you'll see other states start to lift slowly. Because they'll see other states, okay, what they're doing is working. I think um, that's the biggest thing is there's, you know, you got the states that don't want to be the first to try something. And Texas is always like super bold with their stuff. They're like, oh, you know what, fuck it. We'll just open up everything. Like, we don't care. So um, I do think you're going to see a spike. But, you know, if you don't, then you'll start to see other states follow in their footsteps. Um but yeah, if I was living in Mississippi or Texas, I'm probably still gonna wear a mask and stuff like that. But it is good to you know 
they're trying to help these small businesses and stuff, you know, stay afloat because, I mean, they're the ones getting hurt the most, so. For sure. And I just think that, like, you know, me living in a such, like, the fourth largest city in the U.S. and, like, for, like, two years now and really haven't really explored it that much because of COVID, it, like, kind of fucking sucks. Like, it's been a little low-key a little depressing. Like, it's like, damn, I want to, you know, want to go to this bar, want to go to that bar, want to go try this, I want to go to here. Oh, we, we could have went to this if this shit was open this year. You know, shit like yeah. that. And it's like, definitely so much shit and then people like kind of look at you like if you try to go out and try to live a normal life people like oh you're one of those guys it's like no i mean yeah oh you don't take covid seriously if it's like how long can you stay in your house you know before you're like okay just fuck it i'm just gonna risk it like yeah it's like are you scared to live like are you gonna let this thing dictate your life forever like i understand like the health risks and all that but it's like i'm not gonna let something dictate my life maybe, maybe that's the, the texan in me now i guess i don't know but it's just like no I, I think that's the normal like mindset after so long it's like i'm not gonna live in fear of you know the corona or any type of virus like i mean and, if, and like the thing about it is is like and i'm not saying that the numbers aren't alarming but you know there was a significant um there was a significant amount of people dying but it wasn't as significant as they made it feel, you know, like the, the entire world shut down, but you know, it's like, you would feel like if I looked at the numbers of the deaths, I'd feel like, you know, I'm going to see like 500 million or something crazy like that. You know, and the U S was at 500,000. So I, I just feel like, you know, the media kind of hyped it up, you know, a little which bit the, more. Which they're paid to do. They're always right. paid to do. You know, like and that. so the media hyped it up. Um, some states like look at West Virginia, like they, they almost, it was almost non-existent there. And you had some states like New York who were like completely shut down cause it was so bad, but you know, it, like you'll never really know how bad it was because you know, you got all your sources or the media, right. And they're going to make it either, you know, Oh, it was so bad in New York. Everyone was dying, blah, blah, blah. But you know, probably to a, someone living in New York, they're probably like, it wasn't that bad, bro. But everything was closed. Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm happy to see America start opening. I'm happy to see places start opening again. That's that's my biggest thing. Like, that's a good sign. That means we're going in a good direction. So, great locations when you come to visit, though. Good yeah, I, I'm. You know, we I visited when you're a baby shower, but I'm I'm happy to come back. I'm excited to come back because there really didn't we didn't leave the house. Yeah, you know, we just. Sleaze is talking about coming out in June, so you know that might have to be a reunion. Yeah. So we didn't get to go anywhere or do anything. So, yeah, that's definitely definitely on the list of items once, you know, the world returns to normal. So what do y'all think about COVID? Uh, What do y'all think about the Texas opening back up? Y'all think it's a good thing? Y'all think it's a bad thing? Please chime in, you know. Um, One thing we always say on every episode, and we really mean this, is like, we want your feedback. Like we want y'all to interact with us. Um, so please, you know, you're listening to this and you have your own comments, like leave messages, leave comments on whatever you're listening on. We'll look at them. We'll respond. We promise you. So interact with us, but we're going to move on to a little bit of more Texas news and actually Houston specific. So 
the Houston Rockets are going to retire James Harden's jersey, number 13. After eight seasons, James Harden played eight seasons in Houston. They're going to retire the man's jersey, never winning a championship, might I add. And only going to one Western Conference Finals. They're going to retire a man's jersey. Um, so since you're the Houston native and the Houston Rocket fan, oh, <laughs> how do you feel about James Harden's jersey getting retired after only eight seasons? Yeah, I know how I feel about Harden and his antics on being traded. Like, my man's straight little biatch. But that aside, I believe they do, if they do, then he deserves it. He's arguably a top three Rocket in franchise history. Um, of course, you got the dream. Top three? So are you Elijah saying, Wan's number one. Are you? Like, no, no. Okay, you can't so argue Elijah Wan. Elijah no. But I would, okay. I, I guess I would give him two and Who's three. Who's number two? Two or three, you would go for the running. You would say T-Mac in Harden. I don't. T-Mac didn't play long there, though. Who else are you going to put? You can't put Clyde because Clyde wasn't there that long. Clyde would only – he only went to the University of Houston. I'd have He's, to go through I need to I'd, I need to see a list. I Moses Malone, like, maybe? The, yeah. I mean, my I'd favorite – see a list of people who played. I'm not going to put y'all mean. I think Akeem clearly is like the most nah, – he wasn't – he played too short, too. I, I mean, I guess Tracy McGrady you might put on there. I just feel like that was really the end of his career. But I guess I would have to see a list because, like, I don't really know who played in Houston like that besides the dream. My favorite Houston Rocket of all time is Steve Francis, though. That's just my dude. He was short. franchise. uh, He was nice. He was nice. But um, boy was cold. He was cold. uh, He did a lot for the city and the franchise besides give them a ring. But not too many people can do that, so. I mean, why not? I mean, if Charles Barkley can't do it, you know, you got a lot of, you know, my old Kings back in the early 2000s couldn't do it. The Supersonics, you know, there's a lot of teams that were all-time great and had all-time great players who just couldn't get it done. Um, But for the most part, it just shows how classy the Houston Rockets are. I mean, no bullshit. James Harden, like, treat them like shit. You know, they tried to, they did everything to, you know, accommodate that man and give him everything that they want, that he wanted. And even with this man throwing tantrums, wearing fat suits, and they're still showing them love. And that should be recognized by all players in the league. And hopefully, by staying classy, you know, a lot of key players are going to want to go to Houston and use that as a, a desirable location. Because, I mean, like I said, they, they treated that man like a king. Even though he was a you know, a joker, but that's just how <laughs> I'm feeling. It's just how I'm feeling. Um. So I I thought about this all week, and I was like, okay, when you're retiring. So in my head, I was like, when you're retiring a player's jersey, you're saying that you never, basically, you can never replace that player. Like, there's no one ever going to be as good as that number thirteen, right? Then I look at James Harden, I was like, is there anyone ever going to be better than James Harden, number 13? And I can honestly say to myself, I don't think so. So I, I kind of agree that I'm not mad that they retired his jersey. Now, I think they did it a little prematurely 
Um, I would have waited till he like was out of the NBA to do it, or was at the end of his career. I feel like James Harden still got a lot of NBA left. So like to retire his jersey now, it's kind of crazy. But um, he definitely does deserve his jersey retired. I just think it was a little early. Um, man, you know, won an MVP. Should have won two MVPs there. Um, was always in MVP conversation. Won scoring titles. Won, you know, everything except a championship in a Western Conference Finals. But, you know, like... Like you said, it is hard. It is hard to win a championship. Like I don't think people understand. Like there are so many great players that come into the league and they don't ever win titles. Like you know, you you look at LeBron and Jordan and Kobe. Yeah, they won a lot. But you look at other players that were really good, like KG and Paul Pierce, one title apiece. Ray Allen, one title. Like they didn't. They didn't. They got multiple because he was going with the Heat. Oh yeah, Ray Allen. Ray Allen's too. Yeah, he did play with the Heat, but Paul Pierce and KG just won. You know, and they're all time greats. Um, so it, it's it's um it's a slippery slope. Like, you know, you just because you're a good player doesn't mean you're gonna win. So I definitely think you know James Harden, he deserves his jersey retired. Um, but just a little too early in my opinion. Just a little too early. I'll let his career play out a little bit more. Um, maybe he might he might even come back to Houston. You never know. His run in Brooklyn may not be significantly long, um, especially with them having three superstars, super max players. Um, you know who who knows how that will last. You know that may last only one or two seasons, and then James Harden is back on the market. You never know. He might be like, you know what? I love Houston. I love playing there. I think I might want to go back. So. You could be right, but I think he's just going to, if that were to happen, he's just chasing money. So he would go to whoever pays him the most after he won a ring. If the Nets won a ring and within the next like two years or so, I think that's exactly what he would do. He would just chase the bread. He just seems like. I mean, at that point, what you, he's just not a, like, he's clearly not a type of player that's going to win the three, four, five rings. I mean, unless like this, this Nets team becomes like some super dynasty, but. Um, so yeah, I mean, I agree. He probably, he's better off chasing the money. So if you, cause your NBA career, once it's over, it's over. You're not going to be able to be like, oh man, I'm gonna go back and get that $250 million contract. I turned down, you know? So I just, yeah, I just think it's too early. That's just my opinion though. I think it's too early, too early for a retirement. He, like they retired, like for instance, you know, like they retired Kobe or D Wade's jerseys and stuff like that. But like they waited all the way until D Wade was like literally on his final tour to do that. Like James Harden's like in the prime of his career, so that's that's kind of the thing that like caught my eye. But anything else on that? No, no. To each their own. Yeah, I mean, if you're a James Harden fan, I know you're probably happy. Like, okay, he deserves it. So, but yeah, we just wanted to cover touch base on on James, but. Since we're on the topic of NBA, we're going to talk actually a little bit of shoes. So this is an interesting story that we came across. And I don't know if y'all um, heard about this, but so there was a Nike executive who resigned um, after reports revealed her teen son used her credit card uh, to fund a resale sneaker business. So if you don't know, Ann Herbert, who worked for Nike for more than 25 years, and was most recently the company's vice president and general manager for North America, 
A spokesperson told CBS Tuesday that Herbert made a decision to resign from Nike. Her 17-year-old son, Joe Herbert, told Boomerang Businessweek about his operation to purchase loads of sneakers and flipping them for higher profits. In one instance, he said he gathered more than 15 people to swarm a website selling pairs of coveted Easy Boost 350 Zion sneakers and then used bots to bypass a system designated to limit purchases to one pair per customer. He said he bought 132000 worth of Yeezys on a credit card and resold them for a $20,000 profit. So, I mean, like, that's crazy. And then this was a kid, first of all, under someone else's roof. Um, not only, not just someone else's roof, but a Nike executive. Um, and her son was running an illegal, not even, it wasn't necessarily illegal, but um, using a Nike credit card to run a resale shoe business. So, I mean, what do you, what do you think about that? I'm going to let you go first on this one. Okay. So my thing is like, she, like, as a parent... <laughs> Let's just say this, like as a parent, like, or not even as just as a parent, like if you know somebody well, like you know when they're up to something, like if you're around someone enough, you know when they're up to something, right? So let's say for instance, me and Malcolm, right? You know, like I see Malcolm all the time. I talk to him all the time. So like, there's no way if Malcolm was running an illegal shoe reselling ring using his government travel card, I probably wouldn't know. Unless he just never, ever, ever was saying anything, and I never, ever, ever noticed anything, which is highly unlikely. So, like, there's red flags somewhere that I'm sure her, his mom ignored. So, and you would kind of admit guilt when you just resign. You know, if I resign from a position, it's probably because, you know, I know I did wrong in some way, shape, or form. So, to avoid punishment, I just quit my job. And that's what a lot of people do nowadays, you know. They'll be in trouble, and the first thing they do is they resign from their position. Um, so that's how you know that she probably knew something. And it's like, this is your corporate credit card. Like, you're supposed to have control of this thing. Like, how do you not know where it is? That's first of all. And then how do you not notice that your son is buying $132,000 worth of shoes? We're not talking like a $200 like hit on your credit card, bro. One hundred and thirty-two. Th- I just want to reiterate that one hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars hit on your credit card. I know from the military standpoint, like we would get government travel cards, right? And they were credit cards that are issued by the government. And but if you even swipe that mug, you know, and you weren't supposed to, like someone could see it. Like they'd have like a card manager or whatever. And they could see that you're using the card and they would come up to you and be like, hey, we saw you use, you know, your GTC. Like, why'd you use it? You know, and then you'd have to, you know, explain why you used it. So if they're doing that in the military, like they definitely doing it at Nike, <laughs> like 100 percent, they're definitely doing it at Nike. So, um, yeah, you're giving me that look. But look, bro, they got to be like, they're not going to let a corporate executive just be like, you know, I'm going to swipe this mug for. 1.2 million and then be like they're not going to question it like there's just no there's never been no business no company that does that like especially at well we're talking about a well-known company we're talking about nike nike swoosh checks you're not talking about like some unknown mom and pop shop you're talking about nike 
talking about letting an executive swipe their card, you know. So I like I think she knew. I think there's a lot of people that knew and they didn't care. And then it came out that she was her son told on himself and then she was like, Oh shit, like I gotta resign now because you know, I'm not gonna wrap my son out and say like, Yeah, he was doing this or I'm not gonna say that I was letting him do this. I'm just gonna quit. And so that's what I think her cop out was. You know, she quit. Her son was like, Yeah, I was doing that. You know, he doesn't care because he's made twenty thousand dollars in profit. He's nineteen years old. You think he cares? No. You know, and he ruined his mom's life. But he doesn't care because he's probably rich and spoiled. So it's just crazy. It was a crazy story to me, but I'll, I'll let you go now. It's my turn. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Go ahead, Skip. First, I knew it. Bro, I <laughs> knew it. I knew Nike was trolling me on the, on the shoes. I know I should have gotten. I know. <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it. I used to cuss out that sneaker app all the damn time. I fucking knew it. Oh, I'm so sick. All them shoes I could have got. This motherfucker's just swiping a, a card just to get it. <sighs> all right. All right. All right. I got that out of my system. All right. I kind of feel bad, but then I don't. I feel bad for Ann, Ann Herbert. I think that's her That's her full name. Uh, just for the simple fact that her son did her dirty. To have one of the top jobs in the world. Like, the VP of Nike, bro. This ain't motherfucking... Like you said, this ain't Uggs. Even though Uggs is low-key lit. This ain't motherfucking Puma. This ain't motherfucking uh, Kawhi Leonard, New Balance. This is motherfucking Nike. This is the pinnacle of most shoes unless you're going like Gucci, Louis Vuitton, all that bullshit. Like it's Nike, like a dream job for most people. And she has to resign from it because her ungrateful ass son used the goddamn credit card to get shoes to, to make money off of. Unless like you said, uh, he's been doing it for years and she's been getting away with it because that's the only way that you're going to you're going to sit there and, and rack up. So that's millions of dollars right there, bro. Two hundred pairs, two hundred dollars a pair. And you're racking, you got over a hundred hundred thousand of those. That bro, that's a million dollars. But the only way well, he is said he bought one hundred and thirty two thousand worth of, of Yeezys. I mean, that's oh, OK, probably a hundred. Yeah. Even then, two thousand pairs of shoes. But let's be honest, who's That's really going to two thousand pairs of shoes? But let's be honest, though, who's really going to be questioning the the, uh, the VP of Nike? And like, that's just to be honest, though, that's just what he's admitting. There's tons of pictures of him with off whites, with him with uh, flu games, with him with breads. There was a like. If you see like tons of pictures of him just like posing in front of shoes, there's like, bro, Travis Scott's. There's a shit ton of shoes out there that this man was just using and abusing that card with. But I felt you like. You know what's like crazy? Sorry, not to just. I just thought about this, but you know what's like crazy? Like, bro, you probably didn't even have to pay for any of those shoes. You work for the company that makes them. Well, she does, but he, she would have gotten him the lick. But he just wanted to make yeah, the she money off of it. Got him for free. Yeah. yeah. 
It's crazy. So I just felt like she knew about it, like you said, to just to resign like that. And she was getting, the sad part is she was getting away with it until motherfuckers started getting nosy. And then you hit what always goes wrong is you always have, when you do some dirt or you doing some illegal activity, there's always one motherfucker that always destroys it all for you. And that's the motherfucker that always got to show out. The motherfucker that always got to be, you know, in the fancy car, the fancy clothes, and this is not posing and acting like they're, you know, untouchable is always the destruction of every illegal empire. Always. So it was her son's fault for the damn destruction of the most Gucci job any of us could ask for. BP of fucking Nike, bro. Bro, I'm talking about... You know her closet is just... I don't even want to get into it. I'm just... Oh, I'm sick. But either way, as a former boss of Nike, she's going to have... I'm sure she got tons of connections. So it's not like she's oh, yeah. she's jobless. Like she probably mm-hmm. just resigned from this one and probably go across the street, go to Adidas and do the same thing. So I mean I'm sure she made millions in that role too. Like I'm sure the vice president of Nike gets paid a quite a bit. She probably doesn't even have to work anymore. It it puts I would say it puts a strain on Nike just for the simple fact that you know, with Jordans and, you know, being so high demand and you limited them so much and it backfired on you because then there was people out here using your own money to buy these shoes and then turn around and flip them. So I think it's karma for Nike. I think they should just keep mass producing these shoes and go, like you said, like we talked about back in the days and just start actually giving them to stores and like, being able to just walk in, grab a pair, and fucking walk out. Yeah, because it really isn't fair. Like tomorrow, for instance, you got the UNC white, uh, UNC ones. They're coming out. Like I'm gonna try to get them, but it's like, you know, there's a limiting service um, that you know blocks people from purchasing more than one or more than two. But what they'll do is, if you guys aren't aware of this, is uh, they'll get bots, right? Or they'll get a bunch of people to try to buy the same shoe and then they'll be able to win 10 15 20 30 pairs and it's it's just so messed up because there are people out there that want these shoes and are willing to pay for them and they can't get them and then guess what they get forced into paying triple the price because you like if you guys are adept to like certain shoes like travis scott's for instance um what are they 180 retail Probably, you know, 180. 220 is a premium Jordan, what they call now a premium Jordan. That's like a con, like the, for this year, cool grades will probably be 220, right? But if you don't get them on that day that they come out or whatever they release and whatever they restock, you're going to pay what, 600, 700? Travis Scott's are reselling for 1,500 certain pairs. You know, that's, that's 10 times the market value almost. So it's just, it's messed up. And then on top of that, Nike honestly should be ashamed of themselves because it was an internal. Like, it, this wasn't just uh, someone off the street. This was your vice president. Your That's VP, what I'm saying. It's your karma. VP. It's karma coming back on them, bro. It, it, it's crazy, you know? So, and I do believe they, like, and, like, Nike and Adidas and, like, every shoe brand, they try to play dumb and be like, oh, well, we're doing our best to 
you know, allow people to get the shoes that they didn't know they're not. They know it's a market. They know it makes them money. And it's it's actually surprising that they're letting people do this because it's actually losing. They lose money out of this because they sell their shoe for retail, but then people are making thousands of dollars off their, you know, two or three pairs of their shoes. So I, I'm actually surprised that these shoe big shoe companies haven't tried to intervene and make it basically illegal to resell these shoes like that. But um, it's crazy. That was a crazy story to me. Um, it really just blew my mind that someone could, <laughs> a Nike CEO could just be like, oh, I didn't know that was happening. Let me resign. Like, no, you know you what knew. it is. You it's knew. A big, it's a big, rich town, bro. It's a big, rich town. Yeah, that's right. So that's crazy. So crazy to me. But that's uh, our first half of the show. So we're going to uh, plug for our sponsor for this episode so y'all take a listen to this ad while we reset and we're back so we appreciate y'all being patient listening to the sponsor um it does help us um if you're a podcaster or you know anything about like youtube videos and podcasting like it isn't cheap um the equipment the quality to make good quality stuff it does take money so we do put these in there but we're not worried about money necessarily we're just trying to help as much as we can, you know, offset the cost. So we appreciate that. Um, but so now we're going to talk about um, a story we saw on Instagram. And I was mentioning this earlier in the beginning um, for a guy named Kevin Samuels. And if you don't know who that is, he has an Instagram page um, and he makes videos mainly towards like relationships and um, like basically combing out like, you know, our society and how we, uh, view things and why they're you know right wrong type deal but there it's always usually specifically towards like relationships um mostly and so uh he had a post um earlier this week and we saw it so we thought it was interesting and we're gonna play it for you right here so take a listen delay getting married for this bullshit experience you basically want to spend your 20s partying turning up uh <laughs> Riding the cop carousel, going down to the DR, and then be an alpha widow, and then think you're gonna find some sucker that's gonna be a hundred plus thousand dollar earner and go pay all the bills. And no, I'm sorry, man. Our forebearers did it right. They got married because the more relationships you get on you, the more damage and trauma you get. I agree. I agree. And you bring all that to another person. So with that being said, um, that was his comments. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And so we'll start out with King Diamond. How are you feeling about that? So I totally agree yet disagree with my man. I'll go with why I I disagree first. Their breakdown on relationships and how, you know, you can't tell someone like they got it's like a path like you got to go through. Like you can't sit there and tell someone like you're fucking up because you have your body count so high that you know no you you're not gonna get you know someone that's gonna love you and appreciate you and you know do all this shit uh, because you know it's trial and error. That's all life is is trial and error. You're gonna try to be with this person because you know they make you happy at this point in time, and then you gotta go through some bullshit. You gotta you know see how that you know took you down and you rose back up and then you you know try with the next person all right this shit i tried it this way it doesn't work 
didn't work with such and such. So, you know, I'm trying it this way differently with, uh, you know, old dude. And, you know, you just keep doing it and keep doing it till you find the quote unquote the one. And what's so great about your life that you can look down on other people? Now, having said that, uh, now I'm going to tell you why I agree with them, man. I just feel like for ladies, you can't sit here and like a lot of women these days, they just go straight for the money. And that's all they care about. Six figures, you know, got to be, you know, tall, you know, blase, blase. Like we were talking about in a previous episode. And I just feel like a lot of females don't see the bad that they how bad that makes them look it looks like you're only there for them for money and like we like i said in previous the previous episode money always runs out you could be rich today and be broke as fuck tomorrow and it's just he was really giving them some game and really educating them like you know you going through all these bodies going through all these dudes getting dick down left and right and then a dude sees you doing all that shit or hears about your past and he's only going to think about one thing and then it's just going to damage you and then you're going to mm-hmm. keep keep doing it until you know your coochie's just roast beef and then nobody going to want you and then you're going to be lonely <laughs> and then you're going to be sitting here talking about the same old shit we hear day in and day out that men ain't shit they're this they're that you know, there's no good ones out there. And it's like, no, you just ran through so many dudes that no real, real good man wants to take the time to, you know, be with you because you were your mind was focused on those that six figured gentlemen that let's be honest, unless you're super bad, they're really not going. They're not really looking for you unless you got goals and ambitions to better yourself. They're really not looking for you. Those are like the two types women that most rich dudes go for or really want to be with now he might you know spend a a cap night with you you know put your your head underneath the headboard and you know make you speak in tongue but other than that he he ain't really vibing with you like that i agree with him and for what he says but at the same time it's just like i don't feel like you could tell someone Unless you're like a doctor, a psychologist, or something like that, and you you can explain why in, in depth why they're fucking up. So that was an interesting take. Um, I kind of took it a little differently. I I agree with most of everything he says. Um, I I kind of like now that you said that, like it is kind of like okay, you're judging these women, you know, who are trying, maybe trying to you know, build relationships. It is a trial and error. But on the other side, it's like people don't take the time to get to know each other anymore. Um, And I think that's just like a prominent issue in our dating, like in the dating community. It's like you're so quick to sleep with someone and live with them or get married. Like you see it in the military all the time, like two weeks, you're dating for two weeks, they're married. You know, and it's like, you don't know a person after two weeks. You don't know a person after three months. You don't know a person after six months. It takes you really years to build that relationship with a person to really start to know. Because you got to under one thing that I've learned from dating in my life is like people are on their best behavior when you first meet them, right? You know, 
They're going to say everything that they need to say. They're going to dress up nice. They're going to make sure they look nice, smell nice, have a fresh cut. But once someone gets comfortable around you, that's when they turn into their true self. And so when you see someone for their true self, you may not be like, be the feel the same that you felt when you first met them, right? Because they're not who you thought they were. It's not even that, bro. It's, you kind of block out all the negative shit because you're like in like what they call the honeymoon phase. So shit that like would bother you, you don't really pay attention because you're like, ooh, I want her attention. I want this. I want that. Right. And I mean, I understand that, but that's one thing. Like you got to be objective when you go into a relationship or I mean like any dating situation. I mean, even if you're not trying to date, like do you want to sleep with the person that, you know, like, is a serial killer, you know what I'm saying? Like, and have that stigma on you, or do you want to be the person that's like, I slept with 30 dudes this this year, you know, because I was so quote unquote trying to date, you know. And it's like the thing about females that I feel like they don't understand about men is like we talk just as much as women, and like it if you sleep with so and 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 so, it's gonna get around. Like men talk just as much as women. It's it's not it's not a secret, and I think the older you get, the more you learn that. So, um, you know, like your past is never a secret. Somebody somewhere knows what you did, and told somebody, and then they told somebody else, and then they told somebody else, and it got to it's gonna get to the person that you're trying to talk to. So rather than trying to hide or lie or pretend like none of that happened, your best bet to me is to just not let it happen you know and i get it people go out they try to date you know like I, I'm, I'm not saying that you're wrong for trying to be with somebody that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is if you meet somebody and your first instinct is to sleep with them after three dates and then you're mad because you're getting pegged as you know a hoe or whatever like you can't be mad at anybody but yourself so i and that aspect i understand what he's ta- where he's coming from and how he's telling what they're telling them because then when you're trying to be and you're older you know and this is a tendency of young people but then when you're older and you're really trying to settle down you know your past always comes back to bite you usually you know and you find yourself in a lot of hardships and relationships because you got a lot of either damage from previous stuff or your past is just too much you know for someone who's who's trying to look for something serious to handle because he doesn't want to deal with someone who's broken or who's depressed or who has anxiety or who wants to, uh, who sees themselves as worthless, you know? So you just got to know, you know, your, your choices you make when you're young or and at any time in your life are important and you should just take the time and make sure, you know, that's what you really want to do. That's, that's my thing. If you really want to do it and that's fine, live with the consequences, but you can't be mad, you know, 10 years from now when you're living with the consequences. So that's my look at it. I feel like, yeah, he wasn't wrong, but, you know, he, I, I see where you're coming from. So it's a mixture of both. I can, I, like I said, I see where you're coming from. I never looked at it at that point. So, but. yeah. I, I mean, we can go into this like uh, we can, a whole nother hour. Like, I'll, I'll break True. down. I could break down some shit in a hot minute, but. <laughs> We don't got enough time, and I'm sure they probably don't want to hear yeah, this. 
Yeah, I, I feel like people aren't. One thing I've learned about when like talking to chicks is like they aren't really receptive to like Criticism. men's opinion on dating, and I don't. Yeah, and it's like weird because it's like, you know, if you're asking a guy, you know, like <laughs> who else better to get the information from than the than the people you're interested in. You know, it's like, hey, you know, we don't like these things or these things, you know, and then they get offended. They're like, oh, how dare you? Like, well, then why'd you ask? You know, like if you don't want the truth, then why would you ask? Because sometimes the truth isn't, you know, truth hurts. It really, and that's, that's really a true statement. The truth sometimes does hurt. I so know, you know, I've just, this society and the way we painted relationships and dating to me is ridiculous at this point, but. It's the world we live in, so we got to roll with the punches. So, But that's our segment on you know Kevin Samuels. We'll have the – you guys heard it. And we'll have more on stuff like this. If you guys like this type of stuff, we'll continue to put that in there. And like we say always, and you hear me repeat you know, again and again, give us feedback. Y'all want to hear something specific? Y'all want to hear something about – you know, you like more sports talk? We'll give you more sports talk. If you like this type of stuff, we'll give you this type of stuff. So – Please interact with us. Moving on to our final segment of the podcast. We're going to do some women empowerment as it is women empowerment month. Um, so shout out to all the strong, independent women out there. No, <laughs> um, you know, who don't need a man. I know I'm I'm just trolling. So, okay. But seriously, shout out to all the women out there, you know, who do their things. You know, y'all truly are the backbone of the world. Y'all bring a new life, and, you know, men can't do that. So we we appreciate y'all, truly, you know. Amen. And so um, I'll let you go first for your women empowerment. Besides her beauty, Rihanna is actually, like, super dope. She gave uh, $8 million to coronavirus relief. She gave a $1 million to New York's needy, $2.1 million to abuse victims in L.A., Five means to other charities through her Clearly On Foundation. Um, you know, she makes money through, you know, her Finney Beauty uh, clothing line. She also owns the Savage by Finney Lingerie, which whew, I ain't going to go there. But, I mean, I love Rihanna because she just, she just Rihanna. I mean, but. You know, she does a lot of good for the, you know, people out here. So I, I'm trolling. You know, usually we, we try to do people that ain't famous or, you know, you never heard of. But I just love me some Riri. <laughs> we don't want no problems. But, uh, yeah, no problems. I, I picked Beyonce because, one, she's a very powerful woman as a figure. Um, I don't know a, a woman out there that doesn't respect Beyonce. That's one thing, like. You won't find too many women that, and like I said, I don't know a girl out there that just doesn't respect Beyonce. Like, she's classy, she's powerful, you know, and she just, she represents, you know, black beauty. And I feel like in the most disgraceful ways, like, I know we get a lot of, I feel like black women get a lot of bad paparazzi, you know, publicity because, like, everyone expects, like, oh, you know, black girls are ratchet and, Blah, 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 you know, but Beyonce is never like that. You know, she's not out in the light like that. You know, she's always very classy when she comes out. She's always very sophisticated. You know, she speaks her mind. And I just feel like that's just, that's a positive representation that we really need, especially for black women. 
because I feel like they have it the worst out of like all minorities in in the U.S. Not only are they women, but then they're black on top of that. And black women get portrayed in a very negative light for no reason. So, uh, I, oh, okay, I won't okay. say I won't, for no, I won't say reason. no, no reason. There are some things sometimes, but for the most part, you know, like they don't deserve the the treatment they get. And and so so that's why I like I I, I like Beyonce. Um, she's touted for her music, one of the best R and B, uh, female R and B artists of all time. Um, you know, and then she's married to Jay Z, another powerful man who's prominent businessman, and you know, and she just makes great music and makes great life decisions, and just has always just been a a good role model for you know black women to reach out to. So I just I feel like I feel like I just had to give her a shout out. You know, I was that's my woman empowerment person for this week. And she's a Houstonian, so you know, she yeah, she is. Stay down. She's an she is a Houston native, you know, and she's done a lot for the black community. She, you know, she's donated. She's done all the, you know, the typical celebrity stuff, you know. But she's involved, and she has, she just has a whole bunch of good shit going on. Honestly, like there's really nothing. Um, she donated six million dollars to to mental health last year. She donated. She gave a thousand free COVID tests. I mean. She just really just doing her thing out there, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to Beyonce, shout out to Rihanna, shout out to all women, you know. Y'all deserve love too. You know, y'all deserve to be in the spotlight. So um I love you, Riri. I love you, girl. <laughs> shut up. But um Ugh. yeah, you know, without women there wouldn't be I mean, there wouldn't be a lot of stuff, man. Women like Sometimes when I, like, you hear that term, like, girls run the world, and, like, at first I thought it was, like, a cheesy, like, okay, like, that's a women in property. They really kind of do. Like, without women, you know, like, there wouldn't even be another generation, period. So. I get you, fam, but James Brown said it, said it the best. It is still a man's world at the end of the day. It just wouldn't be nothing without a man or a girl, or a woman or a girl, sorry, not a man, but. I agree. I mean, I agree and I disagree. I I just feel like it, it's equal footing, in my opinion. Like women you have, need your men for certain things, and you women, need your women for certain things. Women have power beyond the eye can hold. But when it, at the end of the day, in this world together, it's always going to be a man's world. And I'm not knocking any women. I'm not being sexist or anything. It's just you got to go throughout history like thousands of years to argue like they're making footstones to be like no we're just as capable as men which i 1000 percent agree like i'm not trying to say that women can't do that what i'm just saying is you 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 can't take you know from the beginning of time all the way till now and then just try to say women have like all the power in the world it's just Yeah, but women didn't get treated the same back then. Um, Unless you were royalty, you know, like Like you were just a housewife type deal. Like I said, I am not arguing with you. So, like, we're really getting this about how how far they've gone, how far they've gone. 
but in right. reality, it's uh, just... all I'll say, my point is this: we're just getting to see more um, of how powerful a woman can be. Um, so that that's all. That's what I, my point was. Like you know, they're getting prominent, you know, leadership roles and positions. You know, the vice president of Nike is a woman, so or was a woman. Um, so the, you know what I'm saying? Like that. That's what I'm saying. They're getting a chance to shine really when they didn't really get that before. So that's why I say, like, I feel like it's a changing of the guard in a sense, but then isn't because, you know, you still got men in their roles. So it's 50 50 to me. That's just how I feel. But that's just me. Because you still got women out here, you know, putting gorilla glue in their hair and shit like that. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're a dumb. Yeah. Men yeah, do dumb thinking. shit all the time, too. But I'm just. Yeah, there are some dumb. Like, some dumb dude, and then get famous off of that shit. Like I just don't understand it. Just people get famous over dumb shit now. Yeah. The dumb stuff, the dumbest stuff. It's a crazy world we live in, y'all. It really is. Um, so, but that's what this week's show. We're really trying to work at keeping in an hour um, as best we can. I know we've been going over a lot lately, but today we really did not go over much. So that's uh that's good. Um, but that's it, you know, um, and like we keep, I will keep reiterating, please interact with us. Um, all our podcasts, like, you know, the descriptions, they have all our socials, they have our email for the podcast. You can DM us on our socials. You can DM us on the the Forever Rich podcast page. You can DM Malcolm directly. You can DM me directly. Doesn't matter. Interact with us. We will get back to you at some point. Um, just give us a chance to respond, but we will give we will get back to you, and we just want to hear what you guys think about the podcast. Um, constructive, like I know me and him both, um, we like constructive criticism, right? You know, that's how you know you know if you're going in the right direction or you're going in the wrong direction. So give us criticism. Do you like our stuff? Tell us. If you don't, tell us. We're not going to be mad. We just want to know, you know, either way, if the stuff we're doing is good, you know. Please let us know. If it's bad, please let us know. You know, get us off the air. <laughs> Trust me, I've told people to kill themselves before. So if yeah. I could, if I could say that, I, I got thick skin. So, so yes, please let us know. Um, and if you like our stuff, tell us what you want to hear. That's more so. I think of the biggest hurdle, and then we'll end about podcasting, and is it's just finding things to talk about. Um, Unless you have, you know, when your podcast is like specific to one topic every week, like sports, okay, it's not that bad. But, you know, like if when you have like an open forum podcast, kind of like we do, and that's our biggest thing is we don't know what you guys like appeal to. You know, is the relationship stuff good? You know, that's what y'all like. We want to know that, you know, that's the type of stuff we really want to know. So that's why when we kind of like you see on episodes, we'll try different things you know, different types, different segments, whatever. So, like I said, I'll end this rant with follow us, message us, do it, do it, do it. But that's that's this week's episode. Anything for the people for, before we uh, close? Like always, positive mindsets make positive outcomes. Just yes. Stay, stay, stay positive, y'all. Yep. Stay safe. Um, keep in contact with your people. Never be afraid to tell your, you know, you love someone. 
know, don't be afraid to text that person that you haven't talked to in a while, but you've been thinking about, you know, just be out here, you know, that's, that's what we'll say. Be out here and be positive. So y'all have a good week. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Deuces.